0: You know, it's an interesting conversation to have, which is to look at life as it is now versus life how it was 100 years ago or 200 years ago, right? The interesting thing is that we have so much opportunity that so many people that I end up coaching, the the biggest challenge that they have is that they don't have clarity. I run into the same thing, okay? Let's, let's be honest. It's almost like, oh, I... I've got all of these options. I don't know what to do. You compare that to life 100 years ago, 200 years ago, right? If you were living on a farm, you wake up, you pretty much know what you got to do, depending on the season, the time of the season, time of year, the weather, of course, uh, you know, what type of livestock, (laughs) what type of help you have. But there were certain things that had to be done every single day, okay? You had to go milk the cows, you had to go do certain things in the fields, uh, again, depending on the, the time of year. Now, you fast forward to to this day and age, so much of that, uh, you know, those primitive needs are covered, they're good, so you don't have to grow your own food, you don't have to worry about that, if, you're, if you need food, you go to the grocery store, right? For me, I, I don't even go to the grocery store, I just do Instacart. They deliver it to my front door. Thank you, COVID, for pushing me on that one. That's now a habit. So I rarely ever grocery shop, right? Water comes out of the tap. You want to clean your, your clothes, you throw them in the, the wash machine. It does it on its own. I don't have to spend an hour washing my own clothes. So again, the the challenge that I feel like so many of my clients have is that they they almost have too much opportunity? They have too many things that uh, that they have the opportunity to do in their lives that they don't actually know what is essential and what isn't. Now I've talked about uh, a book that I really really love. If you haven't read it, I, I definitely recommend you go check out Essentialism by Greg McCown. McKeown. McKeown, McKeown, uh, McKeown. M C. K. E. O. W. N. McKeown. Let's just say McKeown, because that sounds cool. Um, Greg McKeown. It doesn't sound cool, actually. Essentialism. So he he just is really talking about what's essential, what's non-essential, and the way he breaks it down, man. I'm take I just take mad notes every single time I listen to it. It's so good. Uh, but in in one area of the book, he talks about uh, the fact that you know we we lose our minds in doing so many things that don't matter right we do spend so much time on social media commenting posting stuff we we spend a lot of times doing you know doing the things that don't matter and we lose our time we lose our lives and then we get so frustrated they're like ah well, I I don't know what I should be doing that it makes us grow you know go gray Makes us uh, pull our hair out, right? And so he talks about the, the logic of non-essentialism. People who are kind of caught up in the the lying to themselves, the the fallacies of doing things that really aren't essential in their lives, is that one, they often think, well, I have to do this. I, I have to do this. You know, I don't have a choice. Number two is that it's all important. A lot of times, people live in in, in a high stress where they feel like they have to do everything, right? And then number three, that they they can do both. They can do like, uh, you know, the the one and the two. I I have to do this, and not to mention everything else that I have to do is also all important. And you know, I can get it all done. I'm just gonna keep working harder. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay up later get less sleep something's going to bend so i can get it all done and and i can do it all i can do it both you know that is a recipe like i said for burnout it's a recipe for pulling your hair out for burning out for losing your way essentially so a big part of the the coaching i do a big part of the programs that i offer both online, which are like you know ones that you can buy and walk yourself through, or the group or one-on-one coaching that I do with clients, especially for men, is a, quite honestly helping them through the same exact stuff that I did myself when I when I quit my corporate America job. I didn't know what to do. I I, I really didn't know what to do. Right? I've, and I've told this story in in other podcasts, but to keep it super short. It, it got to the point where, especially once I started my first business, which was a, a gym in the Midwest, I it was almost like there was so much to do that I felt overwhelmed. Uh, and I would often just bury my head in the sand. So I'd either come home and feel overwhelmed and i take a nap, you know, no better way of uh, avoiding the present than to <laughs> go unconscious. Uh, or I would watch like Oprah <laughs> or ESPN. So at least while watching Oprah, I felt like oh I'm I'm, edu- I'm educating myself I'm 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 getting value here yeah yeah and I would get inspired and then next thing you know by that point it'd be like three or four and for some reason I thought well my day's over <laughs> I'll, I'll go get them tomorrow um, and so the 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 challenge with that is that I didn't have a whole lot of support or mentorship I had coaches yes Um, but I felt like again. That all had to be done. I felt like it was all important, and then I, that I, you know, could do it all. I kind of was like, well, you know what? I don't. I can do this. This is where I've got to, to hustle hard, you know. And I was lying to myself. They're all kind of fallacies, like Greg mentions in his book. So he talks about to embrace that true essence essence of what he talks about as essentialism. That you have to be willing to replace those kind of three lies that you have to do do the things that they're all important and if you're kind of stuck between oh gosh i'm stressed i have to do that thing and that thing well shit i'm just gonna put my head down i'm gonna do both okay you have to replace those fallacies with three core truths that he talks about in the book and instead of i have to the first core truth is i choose to okay so so many of us feel like, oh, I have to go to the gym, or I have to eat healthy, or no one really likes doing the have-tos, okay? I remember when I was running my first business and I was waking up at 3.30 a.m., there were days that I really struggled because I felt like I had – at this point, people were depending on me, right? So I had to show up. <clears throat> it was no longer a choice, in my mind, at least, of course, there's always a choice. I could just <laughs> not show up. But in the the three plus years that I was, you know, getting up that early and meeting a gym full of people for a 5:30 a.m. class, I never missed a morning. But I really did struggle at times, feeling like I choose to versus I have to. And and there's a time there's there's a point of us there's well not a part there's a part of us where if we feel like we have to do something. It's like your inner rebel, your uh, your your inner fifteen-year-old that's like, I know I have to do this, but fuck you, I'm not. <laughs> you know, it like pushes against uh, the the adult in us, right? So our our little like younger self just pushes back, and, and you know, you kind of get into a, a a battle, a pushing battle, right? So you have to replace the I have to with I choose to, okay? Number two, rather than the the fallacy of it's all important, the truth of essentialism is that only a few things really matter. And when I heard him say this in the book, because I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, it's so true. At the end of the day, there's so there's actually so few things that really matter. <laughs> and to get very clear about what those things are, for instance, is your health important? Yep. But why is it so many of us don't value it, don't value and put time into our calendars, into our schedules? to work out, to eat healthy is because we're like, ah, well, I can do this and that. But then with all the stress, we find that food ends up becoming a, a, a very seductive, you know, coping mechanism to stress. And we can rationalize it like, oh, but I'm healthy. <laughs> I'm generally pretty healthy. I eat pretty well. It's just interesting. We have to get perspective. Because a lot of times... We're comparing ourselves when we say things like that to someone else or a time when we've eaten a lot worse, right? We'll go spend some time with someone who's really healthy and you'll be like, oh shit, yeah, uh, my bar isn't as high as I thought it was, (laughs) right? So only a few things really matter. And to get clear on those things is, like he says, the the, the big part of embracing the, the true essence of essentialism. And then number three, rather than the lie of uh, I can do this and that, and I can just get it all, and I'll make it all work, and I'll fit it all in. Number three is I can do anything, but I cannot do everything. And I love that because it's it's just it's it's the reality. You, so many of us attempt to control, doing everything, getting it all done. Got to keep hustling. Got to keep grinding. And there's a part of me that that I kind of hate that whole mentality of like hustle, grind, grind, hustle, because it feels like, you know, (laughs) you can waste your life away in the grind and in the hustle. And that's just for me. I mean, there there are, you know, I just saw a video the other day where, who was on it? It was like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, Who else was it? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Now I'm totally drawing a blank. But there were several guys, uh, men, who were at least on this video, who were like, yeah, it's just taken a shit ton of work. Now, the work isn't so much of an issue. I think we're all, like, if you're not willing to do the work, then so be it. But there is a way to reframe your thought process to where things aren't a grind there. It's not like, what is literally the difference between work and play? Okay. You can go out and play tennis. Does that feel like work? Well, you're, you're fricking working your ass off. You're sweating. You're, but it can be fun because it's, you're doing it for your reasons. You're going, you're, you're going out because you want to have fun. You want to connect with someone. You want to get a workout in. It's a fun game, right? But if you feel like you have to go out and, Let's say pull the weeds out of your front garden. That might actually feel like work to you because you don't want to do it, but you're doing it because your spouse, you know, wants you to, and it's you know your turn or whatever the case. You might be you might be begrud- you know begrudgingly doing something like that, but then I also know other people who love pulling weeds. They love it. It's like not work to them. It's a complete joy. And they love seeing, you know, the fruits of their their hard labor, if you will. They love the progress they're making. So why is it that something like gardening, let's say, gardening or pulling weeds, for one person, they could absolutely hate it, and the next person could absolutely love it. It's just perspective, correct? And that's what this is all about. So it's about, do things feel like they're a grind? Or do they feel like, you know, do you have to do these things to be successful? Or do you choose to? You know, do you have to do all the things or are you only going to do the few things and do them really well and get other people to do the rest? Okay. For instance, I, I majored in graphic design, fine arts degree with a graphic design track in college. I know just enough to be uh, dangerous. And for a while there, for the first let's say 10 years out of college, I would do a fair amount of my own logos or logos for clients or people that I was working with. I'd do other types of web design, uh, just just enough to completely frustrate me and waste my time. And there came a time when I found I was like, you know what? Screw this. My time is more is it's worth more than than what I'm doing. Attempting to f- figure out why. My website is no longer pointing at the right DNS and it's all effed up. And, you know, like I just, it's so much easier for me to realize I don't have to do it all. And I'd rather outsource it. I'd rather just ask someone else to do it. I will pay them. It's so much better to not be stressed and waste my time. And to focus on the few things that really do matter, right, than all the other things that really don't. Okay. And to realize that I can do anything, can I Can I fix my website? Can I design a logo? Sure. But do I have to do everything? No. So I outsource. I go to different websites and I do logo contests and I get other things done and other people to, to support me and that has allowed me to live in a, such a, a better place of peace and fulfillment than where I was 10 years ago. Or shoot, seven years ago, let's just be honest. Not that long ago. Um, in the first three to five years of being an entrepreneur, it was very, oh, man, I felt like I had to do it all by myself. But that was also based on a lot of uh, insecurity. Like I had, I was attempting to prove something really to myself, maybe to some other people, but really to myself. And I was, at some point, I'm like, screw this. Like I'm not proving anything to myself other than I'm an idiot <laughs> for for thinking that I had to do this all by myself. So That is what I'm going to leave you with. The the three core truths to embracing the essence of essentialism as Greg McKeown says in his book Essentialism are as follows. I choose to. Number two, only a few things really matter. And number three, I can do anything but not everything. Doing that... Doing those three things enables you to live at your highest level of contribution, right? Otherwise, you're completely getting stretched too thin. You're taking on more than you can handle. You're stressed out. You're affecting other people who who love you and depend upon you. And you're really not feeling a sense of progress and that you're making, you know, yeah, uh, inroads with with where you want to go with your life. You're just putting out fires, right? I've been there a lot especially in corporate America and that that really robbed me of my my life force if you will my passion my happiness so check out Essentialism Uh, really really good by Greg McKeon McKeon I think he's probably a fellow uh, Irishman uh, Scottish who knows another brother ginger brother like myself Thank you for listening. You rock. Until we talk again, have a great day. Later. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something that I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash Johnny king men's coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.